Ashir, the announcer, says... We're the talk of the Internet. TalkZone.com Welcome back to Mastering Ourselves. If you'd like to call in for psychic reading, do so at 1-800-336-2225. 1-800-336-2225. We're talking tonight about the folly of victimhood. Anyone who holds himself a victim will never, ever, ever attain deep inner peace and freedom, ever. To find deep inner peace and freedom, one must let go of being the victim and find the underlying lesson, learn it, and learn it, and that is the door to inner peace and freedom. What I'm about to say, you have to work on it. <clears throat> but you can get clearness of perception and firmness of moral courage where you do what it takes to get it right. A lot of people fall out someplace, they compromise here and there. But when you do what it takes to get it right, which takes moral courage, and as you keep doing what's right, your clearness of perception gets better. No more, it's not fair, you'll hear from your mouth or your, in your thinking. No more poor me, no more bad them. That goes away. So there's no more victim. Victim also, by the way, uh, tends to come with righteousness and tends to come with people that like sympathy. I remember this. Um, I knew these uh, sisters one time that had this unusual thing sort of happen. But the one sister was like this really responsible, service-oriented sister. She had a really responsible job and never really was out dating. I mean, her job kind of owned her, but she was really a good person. Mm-hmm. The other sister was kind of a flaky, selfish gal, never could hold on to a job, just sort of an artist. uh, Yeah, me, 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 me sort of behavior all the time. Like sex and drugs or anything like that? Anything that that she wanted. So all of a sudden one day, a flaky sister shows up on responsible sister's doorstep with uh, a man in tow that she said, this is a keeper, I'm marrying him, and... um, you know, responsible sister was like happy, for, actually very yeah, happy, yeah. but also sort of surprised because she was never, you know, the selfish sister was never able to hold on to a good man. Anyway, you know, responsible sister was going to be very supportive of this. But then something happened. There was this spark between this, you know, soon to be, you know, brother-in-law and the sister. responsible sister. And, you know, they both like totally denied it because, you know, it's not, it's not the thing to do. But the truth was is it just kept growing and growing and growing. And finally they sort of realized that it was what was supposed to happen. So the guy, uh, told the flaky selfish sister that he didn't want to be with her anymore. And then the other two started, uh, going out. They didn't go out before that had happened. Well. I can imagine that the flaky, selfish sister would think that she'd been betrayed and she was certainly a victim and people should certainly feel sorry for her and it wasn't fair. You know what? In a lot of ways, it looks like it wasn't fair. But here's what's going on underneath. This sister, the responsible service sister, needed to be with this guy and would have never found him on her own. 
So the, what the guides did is they brought in the flaky selfish sister to to bring them two together. Now, why would they do that? This flaky selfish sister had also taken a lot advantage of her decent sister for oh, many years. Many, many years. So why did they allow that to happen? Because the flaky selfish sister had karma to pay. Lots of karma. Why? Because flaky selfish people tend to accrue a lot of karma. Because they're so oriented and focused on what they want, when they want it, how they want it, and who cares what I run over to get it, that they end up generating a lot of karma that they have to pay off. So if she were to look deep enough and tell herself the truth about this, she would start to see that she has a lot of this sort of thing coming to her because of how she has abused and run over many, many people in the past. You know, if a person is convinced and righteous that something's not fair, shouldn't have happened, shouldn't be this way, it won't change. <laughs> That's right. So that person will just keep going in the revolving door from the same kind of problem to the same kind of problem to the same kind of problem to the same kind of problem because they aren't open for the one factor that is common to everything. They're involved with the same problem. They're the common factor. So they're not open for that. They're convinced and righteous, uh, so they don't budge. Righteousness is a real problem. You want, you want one of the main allies for the ego keeping hold of your life? Righteousness. Stubborn righteousness is a righteousness to the extreme, like a, a extremist. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. If you'd like to give us a call, we're at 1-800-336-2225. 1-800-336-2225. And don't forget to catch us Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. You know, as long as we're righteous, we don't have any door open to find out what the underlying lesson is. And until we figure out what the underlying lesson is to whatever the situation is, you never get free. Our, our soul is bound to keep us rattling around in the same uh, crucible over and over and over until we finally, you know, move the next step, which takes humbleness and takes questioning. Maybe I'm part of the problem. Another way to say what Keith just said is you will continue to have the same problem show up from many angles over and over and over and over until you go, huh, how am I drawing this to myself? What do I need to learn? What do I need to see? What do I need to change to get it to finally melt and not recur again? I've seen many people stuck in what seemed to be absolutely impossible wedges within their own uh, ego. And they keep the problem and they keep righteous about it. And then some of these people get regressions to the particular past (laughs) past time or past life where this was wedged and and you work it out with them. And they see it clearly and they see the folly of of what they were stuck on. And a lot of times, I'm telling you, that situation is gone at that point because they see it clearly. And let's say one past life was holding on to a certain issue and it never cleared that lifetime. You regress into that past life, which is the appropriate use of going into past lives. You regress there. 
get it adjusted, get your perspective right, and come back out. And that part that is a stronghold for that personality imbalance in you and dysfunction is no longer a stronghold because you went there with understanding and care and therapy for it, and it got it and it shifted, and you're no longer the same on something that just sometimes would take over, and you you just go, well, where did this come from? And you're crazy in it. I remember this uh, this gal one time that was you know in a car accident. She was flung from her car, and she was on the ground, and she saw this car spinning out of control about to land on her. And so what she saw was this angel come and pick her body up, move it. The car fell down right where she was. And then she was slipped underneath the car and allowed to break in a couple of places. Normally, had she, had it been a normal, like, uh, follow through the way it should have been, she would have been perhaps killed. Pan- pancake. Right, pancake. But in this case, she had just the perfect fractures and breaks to, to send a particular message about the areas in her life that she was off and needing to work on. And she saw all this happen. Again, I remind all of you, this happens to everybody that it's supposed to happen to. So if it hasn't happened, then the question begs, why didn't I get intervened? What am I supposed to learn? And it isn't until we open those doors and stop all the righteousness and stop looking for sympathy and stop feeling sorry for ourselves and start asking the question, the powerful question, why did this happen? This lady that Charmaine was talking about had a particular hell-bent stubbornness that she wasn't willing to deal with. So she had the catered car wreck to uh, break uh, break some of her bones so that she was semi-crippled until she got the message. Catered car wreck. Catered specifically to her needs, specific bones, to send a specific message. And although she consciously didn't understand the message, subconsciously she knew exactly what it meant. I've seen people that have cancer in certain areas. They don't go get treatment. They go, oh, my God. And they all of a sudden go on a serious spiritual uh, quest and cleansing and adjustment and balancing. And they get, oh, geez, this cancer's coming from such and such. You know, I, I've been just a real jerk to my wife. And so, you know, this uh, nastiness in my heart is what caused the cancer for myself. Then he, he clears it up, and he really gets it, and the cancer clears. And I've seen that many times, different kinds of situations. I know this guy who was a sheik in a past lifetime, had a, had a harem, you know, hundreds of women and you're around this guy and and he's just you feel generosity and plenty it's almost impossible to feel poverty around him he just exudes it but this lifetime because he was so indulgent with the women uh almost indiscriminate kind of thing and dominant this lifetime he has a lot of difficulty with women it just doesn't work and whereas that lifetime he ruled the roost and, and here's another guy. He's basically a stud image. You look at him and most of the ladies would go, wow, he's good looking and, and he reeks of wealth. I mean, it just seems like he's really, really wealthy. Another guy can't get anything working with women. And the reason why is in the past life he 
so-called had it all on the ego level. He had money, position, power, wealth, uh, good looks, and women. This lifetime, it took two things. Uh, his, he and his father had a rough time together, and he had a hard time with women. It didn't take all the things. didn't take the wealth away. didn't take the looks away. just took some of them away for him to be discomforted about them to finally change his ways and humble out, which he is doing. She's no. <laughs> Keith is like this. Uh, I'm ready to you want go. Want another here. one? <laughs> <laughs> if you have a friend or therapist or counselor, psychiatrist or psychologist or minister who is supporting you in being a victim, you want to really realize that they can only take you so far in your quest for freedom. You know, it would be an amazing thing if in our newspapers. And on the news, instead of hearing there were two victims in that car crash, instead of that, there were two people who had lessons to die in that car crash last night. And the people who did it to them, while they were serving their lessons and helping those people by uh, by killing them, which apparently it was their time to do, they have their repercussions because they were out of line in what they did. And that's the paradox of the world. You want to say... For instance, the Holocaust was awful. Of course, it was awful. The people that died needed to die, and the people that killed them have just uh, created for themselves a pile of nasty karma, and I wouldn't want to be it. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charma Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to catch us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. As a healer, I had uh, one time a really bizarre case. It was interesting when we finally got to the bottom of it. This doctor came. He was an older doctor, mid-60s. And um, he came and said, you know, I've got this real problem. I don't remember exactly what it was, but he really had a problem. And uh, physical. And uh, he had almost died in his life about seven times where, you know, they were about to pronounce him dead, that kind of thing. And he comes back. And the, the thing that was being worked on is he had a radically closed mind that only one type of treatment would work and medically. And he's been a doctor in past lives and that kind of thing. So uh, let's say at first time, you know, he's got... Here's some of the things he had, first of all. Um, l- lungs collapse, major heart attack, kidney failure, multiple places uh, and times where he has cancer, and there was a few other things, you know, I I don't remember all of them. And uh, what his spirit guides and his higher self was trying to get him to do was open up to whatever therapy would work. Like one time he would go to try to take herbs for uh, cancer and they didn't work, and chemotherapy did. Another time he had cancer and chemotherapy didn't work, but the herbs did. Uh, one time he had kidney failure and the machines didn't do anything, but a nerve did. One time acupuncture did, one time it didn't. And finally he got to me with another thing and we got to the bottom. I, I hope he got it. I never heard from him since then, but we got to the bottom of it. He has a rigid mindset of this is the only, only way that it will work. This, this therapy will work or this uh, doctor or whatever. 
but none others will. And he had tunnel vision of that. He took a snapshot of that, and his belief system wouldn't allow anything else to work. So he had, it was so stubborn strong that he get, had to go near death all these times before he got it that, okay, I'll try this too, and then it works. So the guides were trying to work him to be more uh, flexible in his belief system instead of rigid, take a snapshot, hold on to that, and just squeeze the blood out of it, even if it's not producing. You know, when we feel that we're a victim and we get righteous about, uh, you know, they shouldn't have done that, they had no right to do that, and, you know, probably you're right. I mean, that's the paradox of it. But if you could let go of that righteousness long enough to say, geez, I wonder why that came in, because I know that everything that happens in life is happening for a reason. Yeah, that, for, for me, everything that happens to me, yeah, I'm, I'm a part of it. You know, this doesn't make whatever they did right. Please be clear about this. This doesn't make what they did right. They will have their time in the future to pay that debt. But that doesn't mean you need to stay stuck on this thing for the rest of your life. Move on and figure out why it happened. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts. Don't forget to catch us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern on CRN. Hold on. we got a little bit more. Stay with us. <laughs> 